How's it going, everybody? Welcome to the You Normie Show. This is uh, Justin and Tage. Damn, I'm Tage. This is Justin and Tage. Uh, <laughs> we're coming in. This is going to be a little different, little different episode today. We're not going to be watching a a episode of a new anime or anything and going over it and talking about it, uh, doing any reacting to to one of the episodes. Wanted to uh, shift gears this week because today recording and uploading will be um, six days post the passing of uh, Kazuki Takahashi, Mm. the creator of Yu-Gi-Oh. So we wanted to have, I don't know, just an episode of of commemoration discussion talking about uh, Mr. Takahashi. Yeah. What he meant to anime, what he meant to like people in general too. Yeah. And like the good times, like with Yu-Gi-Oh and the show, and like what you remember, like how, like I mean, I think there was a massive wave for uh, at least our generation, and and I would say a few after too, because there's been so many Yu-Gi-Oh shows. I think Yu-Gi-Oh has been it's like um, it's like Power Rangers or like it's like one of those shows that like uh, like Pokemon, like I, so many generations all have a Yu-Gi-Oh face. <laughs> I think like so many kids have a Yu-Gi-Oh phase. I remember even like one of my uh one of my nephews who I mean I for a bit I I thought he was way too young for it, but he even told me he's like, "Yeah, I have a Yu-Gi-Oh deck." I was like, "What?" <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong, they're cards I would have no idea about because that Yu-Gi-Oh got pretty crazy. And I I'm I'm one of those um like Pokemon fans. I'm a I'm a Gen 1er, I think, when it comes to Yu-Gi-Oh, which is funny cuz I think um a buddy of mine and I uh made my deck for me. Uh, and I think my deck was actually, I don't remember what Elemental Heroes was. I think that was later on. Yeah, there's a, Yu-Gi-Oh, Yu-Gi-Oh went far past where I was playing. Yeah. If I used one of my decks, from, from the stuff that I've seen, if I used one of my decks today, it would be, it would be a pittance. It'd be a joke in comparison to, <laughs> to the decks that they have now. Cause there's actual metas that they use now. So people is, will have yeah. a specific type of meta that they use. Metal Dragon was like a big deck for a while. Okay. People, uh, was it called Metal Dragon? Yeah, I think it was called Metal Dragon. It had a ve- They have so many abilities now. Mm-hmm. And we, I just, we just used to never really have... You would actually run creatures that, that didn't do anything besides having attack and defense. Yeah. I, rem- uh, I remember one of the things. So for a bit, I was, I was into Yu-Gi-Oh! Uh, when I was really young. Um, but I was too young to know the cards. I just wanted to be a part of a fad. Uh, and I watched the anime a little bit and it, I, I wanted, of course, you know, you see the anime, you're like, I want that. So then, you know, next time you're at like a Walmart or, or you're at like a CVS or whatever. And then you see the cards, you're like, mom, can I get some? And they're like, yeah, sure. Like this is a big thing. And then you have no idea what to do with them. You just all of a sudden open a bunch of cards and you're like, what the fuck? I, I have a deck. You have like five cards. You're like, this is who I am. This is me now. I am. Um, this random card I pulled out. See, I, I night. went straight to the 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 built decks. Like I would get oh you the got a Yugi built deck or I'd get the Kaiba because you, oh, you could just buy smart. the thing. So it was the the uh, Yu Gi Oh one. I got the Kaiba one because uh, I wasn't a pawn. I would uh, I wasn't <laughs> Yu Gi. All right, I was Kaiba, and then I got Joey's because I love yeah. Joey. I will. Say, I I remember correctly. Uh, I I I learned that there was a Joey deck and I wanted it, but there was then I learned there was a Pegasus deck and I lost my shit. As a Red, kid. Eye, Red Eyes Black Dragon's one of my favorites. I love Red Eyes Black Dragon a lot. I made sure to have have that card. Yeah. But also Yu Gi Oh itself is one of the one of the most profitable franchises. Oh yeah. Of 
of all franchises. Like Pokemon's number one. Mm-hmm. I think Yu-Gi-Oh is probably it might be in the top ten. It might be in the top fifteen. Okay. Profitable just franchises, not oh, yeah, yeah, not, not anime, just, yeah, not just franchises. It has like seventeen billion dollars. Fuck yeah. As a, as a franchise, it's still going strong with a card game. I see there's a there's different YouTube channels that are just all about Yu-Gi-Oh. There's a bunch of TCG stuff. So there's yep. there's there's Magic channels. There's there's uh, Hearthstone channels. It's not yep. paper, yes. but Yu-Gi-Oh channels. A bunch of that stuff. There's Gwent channels. There's Gwent. Cha- that's like a that's a <laughs> that's a far cry. Uh, that's a that's a wild hunt that you're getting on there if you're going to the Gwent channels. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, Yu Gi Oh still Yu Gi Oh still really big, and um, it's crazy because do you know much of the history of Yu Gi Oh? I don't think like so. when it was coming. So uh, originally, it was it was a manga that was pretty dark. Really? Yeah, and it was about all different types of games. Okay. So Yu Gi was uh, he he still had a similar feel of of uh, Yami mm-hmm. could could come in and control. I think Yami much more would control during games, like just all the time. Yeah. But it was kind of a hustle. He'd go in and he'd play a different game against somebody and and hustle him. Yeah, because Yami was the king of games. He could crush any yeah. game you put in front of him. So it wasn't just a card game. He yeah. would do dice. He would do board game. He would do all these different types of games. And it was, it was a fairly, it was a more mature manga. And they even made a, a bit of a TV show about it. Hmm. So there was an original Yu-Gi-Oh show that followed that instead. Really? And then in the manga, a card game started. There was a card game that was played that was very similar to the Yu-Gi-Oh card game that we know today. And that became massive. People really loved it. They wanted more of it. And Konami, I think it was Konami at the time, or just the, uh, the manga studio, they were like, people really want this. We need to profit off it. Yeah. So they started to flesh out more of the card game and then it kind of turned into let's let's re-up the series and the Yu-Gi-Oh is now the card game Uh, it's going to be more about that and Yami Yugi is going to be in control of is is, everything's going to be revolved around the card game instead I had no idea that this there was anything before the card game yeah that's there was the the card game so they they restarted pretty much to make it about the card game wow because it was just about any game. Yeah. He could he could win any game. Yeah. But then the card game took off so well and so fast. And it <laughs> they they had they sold out arenas in Japan early oh, on okay. to do the to have the card tournaments. Wow. So people would people would actually fill like a, a stadium as if we're going to a Celtics game or or, yeah. or just a big basketball or football game. Yeah, they would have massive Yu-Gi-Oh tournaments over there, because it just it sweeped Japan, and then they brought it over to to America. Damn. Yeah, I didn't know that it was. Uh, I guess what's funny is hearing, like, yeah, you know, as a kid, I always assumed like it was happening at the same time. Uh, like I was like, oh, it's big in America, it's big in Japan at the exact same time too. But I, I would, I, you never have any idea that's like, no, dude, it's been big for Japan for a bit they've had it we're yeah. just now getting it it's like with Dragon Ball when I was like wait a minute this has been around 
Well, I thought, yeah, I thought it was everyone was... <laughs> like, we were nine years late. Yeah, dude. So, like, learning that, like, they, they've already been to the stadium stage. There's already probably, like, it's it might even been on, like, uh, a little bit of, like, a lower bit because, like, it just experienced a high. And then America's like, this is the craziest shit ever. Yeah. Like, that's so cool. Yeah, it got really big over here. And it was on, uh, it came to America on four kids. Yes, I do remember four kids. So there's a bunch of changes that they made to the show too, because mm-hmm. they didn't feel the the America. It's funny because because we the way that we would set up how we do television for kids over here for kids, <laughs> there couldn't be you couldn't have a bunch of uh, religious stuff. There couldn't be much violence mm-hmm, mm-hmm. this happened to Pokemon also yes so there's there's some episodes where a dude was just holding it was just gonna shoot uh uh Tia and they just he no longer has a gun in his hand <laughs> and they kind of just keep the keep everything's kind of the same what? he's just not holding the gun anymore what the they fuck? just like rotoscoped the gun out uh and they changed the the shadow realm everyone the shadow realm's even a meme today the longevity of shadow realm has has stayed around the yeah. shadow realm they just created a thing for america because over there you die you go oh, to it hell was just death you die you you're dead what so every time you see in the shows you're banished to the shadow realm yeah killed them Damn. That was them killing somebody. What? Like, killing them, going to hell, like, all Dude. that. So we created the Shadow Realm because uh, they needed to be for children. So they couldn't just be like, oh, left and right, these people are playing a card game, and they're they're betting their lives against each other and being Dude. murdered. Damn. But yeah, there's a ton of stuff. There's a ton of differences between the original, well, the kind of original, and what was brought over here. Hmm. Oh. Which is just wild to think about. It'd be cool if they went back and made a non-four kids version. Because the <laughs> stuff that I'm still watching, like I'll watch on Netflix every once in a while. Yeah. Stuff that I'm watching is still what was brought over. Yeah. On four kids, what was censored and, and all that. Damn. Like in ja- like uh, in Japanese, like they, they just had it. Uh, or did they change the anime for it too? Like was the anime uh, uh, in Japanese dub, like did they say die? Or would they say Shadow Realm as well? So four kids actually changes it when it gets over. They mm. they they'll have the show over there, and it was they were like getting rid of them. Yeah. And then when they come over here, they actually re-edit. So they'll they'll pull stuff. They'll actually pull things out. They'll add things in. They'll change words. They'll change oh, okay. how the shots are done so that they can make a new context to yeah. what's happening. So four kids with a lot of anime that you've watched. Mm. When four kids was in charge of it. Which it was in charge of most of the children's anime back in the day. Yeah, they actually they actually morphed the show and changed things in it and took parts out. They they would uh, airbrush over different things so that you couldn't see it anymore. They changed a bunch of the names of monsters in Yu Gi Oh. Because really, yeah, even the card game itself when they brought it to America. There's a bunch of art was changed. The Harpy Lady is much more naked. In the oh, hold up! Japanese I need the original. Uh, I'm gonna need the original Harpy Lady. Yeah. Hold so on. there's uh, they're much more sexual. Yeah. And then there's much more demonic imagery on the Japanese cards. Sounds fucking sick. And they changed a lot of the the names. So and that's kind of, that's not just from them trying to uh, like censor. Well, it is sent. It is censoring. It's yeah. not just them trying to to. Why am I for translate? 
Oh, it's okay. not just like a, the translation is weird. It's they don't want to have the specific words. Ah. You won't find the word gun mm. on any of the American cards, except for one. I think one of them has the gun still in it, and it's a it's weird that it does. Yeah. But there there's a grouping of cards that their whole thing is they're just guns. Damn. They're just like this whole group, uh, this level up of cards, they shoot guns. And the American ones just don't. It's like bang stick or something. They just say something stupid. Are you shitting me? Yeah. So there's Dude. there's a big difference in what they have in Japan and what they have brought over to America. Mm. From from the beginning, from when four kids started it. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. I didn't know. I, wow. I remember uh, looking at uh, for a bit. Uh, I I remember talking to me uh, my friends at work a couple of years ago uh, about Yu-Gi-Oh, and I didn't know that the the uh, competitive thing was still such a huge deal mm-hmm. i thought it was back in the day but i didn't know it, it was still going um and it was funny i was talking to my friends about it and they were like uh, they they talked about it as if it was an addiction they talked about it all the time of like like oh no no, no i don't um I, I i can't talk about Yu-Gi-Oh anymore i was like why they're like i can't la- i can't lose my life to that again i was yeah. like what and they're like yeah dude i went hard into the the competitive uh, nature of the of the card game so it got to the point where it was just so encapsulating uh that they they just every day was going to the going to the card shop getting more cards checking to see this trading this trading that all that stuff and like listening to the, and so it kind of opened my eyes more to i was like dude this is more than just a game like when I was younger that you just picked up it's like this is fucking fun I like doing this I think that's the TCG aspect I think a bunch of trading card games are that when you get enveloped in it you start you look at your deck and you're like oh this one card will actually like in in magic right Mm -hmm. now I have a I have a green blue white deck yeah and a Ristic study would be unbelievable for me Yeah, uh-huh. just, it's, so so you're it'd be right. unbelievable for me. It's, it's like seventy dollars <laughs> yeah. for the cheapest version of the card. Yeah, and you just sit there convincing yourself. Mm-hmm. I do need that though. <laughs> yeah. You know? Oh, dude, I remember. I remember those. We had a, we had a uh, card uh, shop that was really far away, and my uh, my opponent, little town Gloucester, didn't fucking have any fun card like shops or anything like that so we had to go out to like a bigger city or a bigger town that had a card shop uh and that's where we'd ask all our questions but it was kind of like when you go to the doctors it's like you know you have so many times in your life that you're like all right i should ask my doctor next time i see him that why does this hurt and then you forget everything that you remembered when you're in there and the doctor's like any questions you're like nope <laughs> and they're like, uh, fuck, you walking out, you're like, you should do the mean. joke questions. Yeah. Like, I forgot that. Why does it burn when I pee? Huh? <laughs> yeah. Like that kind of stuff. Yeah. Like, <laughs> um, and then, so like, we'd always have like 20 minutes cause your mom would be back soon or whatever, drop you off or they're getting lunch or whatever. And so then the card guys looking at you like, any questions? You're like, uh, no, fuck. Yeah. But it's also one of those things. And this is something that it's hard for just people in general to do. Yeah. When you go to like a card shop, because mm-hmm. I'm not super versed on the stuff. I just, you just know that you want to like it or that you like it and you want to be good at it and you want to understand more. Yes. But you don't want to walk in the card shop and be like, uh, what are you looking for? And you say, I need the, uh, I need the, uh, uh, the wide eyes blue dragon. And they're like, <laughs> Oh, dude! White Dragon. There's nothing worse than when they do that little chuckle. You're like, all right, all right, okay. Yeah, 
Because you you really you met you flirted it up. Yeah, you knew it the second you said it. You're like, shit. Well, no, but even if you didn't, like I'm saying, you didn't know enough. Oh, you're still yeah. trying to get into it, mm-hmm. so you don't actually know enough. Or or you talk about the type of deck you want to play. Yeah, and they're like, oh, okay, so you like they're not that they're mean or anything, but you just it's embarrassing. Mm-hmm. It's embarrassing to it's it's like learning a new language and not being good at it enough, and a, a native speaker starts talking to you. Yeah. And you just feel embarrassed that you're not versed in it enough yet. Yeah. That's what it feels like going to card shops, uh, like comic book places. Mm-hmm. You just get really nervous, even if the people are nice and they're very helpful. Yeah. Which you try to look out for. Like whenever I go to a card shop, I'll go to multiple card shops or multiple comic stores and just get a feel. Yeah. Just ask some questions, mm-hmm. see how nice they are, how accepting they are. And then now I know where I want to go because this place was very helpful accepting they don't care if I'm not super knowledgeable they'll yeah. just be there to help me out I would actually uh, I've uh, a bit I've actually had a, the other end of that uh, if you've ever had this transaction is like where you you go to ask a question uh, and instead of them being kind of like cocky and maybe like they know they know more they kind of have like that cute little like <laughs> you meant this I hate when um, you like ask a question and you know, you're really excited about something. You're like, you're like, okay, dad, do you guys have this? Because I'm, I'm trying to build this kind of thing for my deck. And, and they either, it's not a great day for them or they don't know or care about Yu-Gi-Oh. And then they give you like the, um, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, whatever you see. And you're like, dude, fuck. Okay. Yeah, no, I'm I'm the nerd here. I'll go fuck myself for sure. Like I I hate when you suddenly feel like you're way nerdier than than they are, and you're like, this is a place I was really excited, and you're kind of like it's like the opposite of gatekeeping. The kind of like thing that you you're a big uh, uh, advocate for uh, making newer community uh, newer people to uh, uh, a fan subject welcome to the community i'm trying to like you're that was a big thing for you that you you always talk about how like you want um kind of things for newer people to any kind of genre yeah of if somebody subject, if somebody starts to, to like in. what you like yeah they don't need to know everything mm-hmm. and just be gracious and helpful to them mm-hmm. ingratiate yourself and then they will like your thing even more and you'll have a friend to speak to yeah i think that's just a good way to go yeah and I uh, and but the, I would say there's a lot, a lot of times I have gone and there's either been the one you described of like I feel I I didn't know enough I I said something they kind of chuckle and I, in no way am I saying like every time when they laugh or they they have that kind of fun little bit that they're making fun of me but it is something that they're like no you you meant this yeah. and then I feel stupid and I'm like well, I'm already embarrassed coming in here how could you do this to me how could you make me feel silly. Even though I'm dealing it, I'm all in my head. Meanwhile, the, the the guy trying to give you the cards just thought it was funny. He was like, no, was, yeah. but yeah. And then, uh, so I think there's, there's a really fun, very memorable experience of going up to the card shop or, or buying your cards or buying specific things. I think it's what we described of getting like this trainer deck. That's all fun and dandy. We've all gotten that stuff, but I freaking love those decks though. When you, when you go up to the card person and you're like, all right. I'm about to turn my deck from good to great if you have these cards. 
And I love that moment. I've I've actually had a few more so with Magic, thanks to you going to um, kind of like the, the I forget the name of the places, but like some of like the big card Paper places. Heroes gaming and stuff yeah, like that. and so like going up there and like really like having like r- I remember I wrote down like twenty cards and I was like these are the cards I'm looking for. I felt like a badass going in there like all right, listen, dude, do you have this? And that was really fun to see them go like they do a face of like Jesus. Um, uh, that's a card out of nowhere. Uh, let me see if I do. And then they like pulling through like six or seven different like, massive boxes, and I'm like, Jesus, how far in the catalogs? They're looking over right at you. Now? They're like, there's like, oh, is that from Ixalan? Yeah, is that from Ixalan. Okay, give me one second. I'll pull the Ixalan box. The best part is they'd say like, is that from Ixalan? You just see me look up at Justin. Justin, yeah, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, all right, yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah. Dude. Oh, geez. Yeah, those are absolutely. Just etched in the brain of really fun memories, and, and I, I had a couple of with uh, Yu-Gi-Oh as well. Yeah, yeah. Yu-Gi-Oh was my OG. Yu-Gi-Oh yeah. was the OG card game for me. I loved setting up my mat, like you, you put that little oh, mat yeah. down, and then I played all the games too. And it was such a cool thing. Right today, when I'm playing MTG Arena and stuff like that, mm-hmm. I longingly look at <laughs> at my Yu-Gi-Oh stuff because back when you play your Yu-Gi-Oh games on your Game Boys and everything. You would go over to your card. It has like that 10 digit code on it. Mm-hmm. You'd input that into your Game Boy game. And since you owned the card in real life, you put in that code and you own the card in the game. What? Yeah. That's how you would. Did, Did you play the Game Boy no. games? Nope. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So you would, you, there's a, there's a, there's a, there's a number on it. So you, all of you, you can make your own deck. You can just put your own deck in the game. You just oh input the numbers. Oh my God, that's cool. Yeah, so I used to play all those games and I thought that was such an amazing thing. And I just stare at my magic cards because I'd love to have my full deck in arena. Yeah. They can't do that because they need to make money. So they yeah. need you to be get, pulling packs and getting packs. But I I bought them and I bought these cards for real. Yeah. I just it, Yu-Gi-Oh was so ahead of the curve. Like they, <laughs> yeah, dude, that's so crazy. They just let you put it into the game you were playing. Yeah, and I would love to just be able to have my Chilean deck in my MTG Arena the yeah. same way when I was a kid. I would put my my decks and my favorite cards into all of my favorite Game Boy games. I was gonna say, do you uh, your favorite cards? Did you have? Did you have a favorite card? Blackluster Soldier. That was so you put you had that fast. Blackluster Soldier. So what? When I was a kid. Blackluster Soldier was my favorite card. So there's multiple Blackluster Soldiers. There's one that you summon from Ritual, and then one that you can uh, summon, and it's an ability card. Okay. So the ability one was unfathomable. It was unfathomably good. The Ritual one was all right. Uh, it didn't have much much of an ability to it, but they had to ban the the ability card because it was just too powerful. Oh. I loved that card so much, and I used to uh, every day. I would go on eBay yeah. and look at all of the Blackluster soldiers on eBay, waiting for one to be cheaper, like possibly five dollars. They never were, <laughs> but Dude. every day I would look, and yeah, it was it was a, a daily ritual for me. Of I would go, I would go on eBay after school every day while I was doing instant messenger with my friends. Yeah, and I would just look for Blackluster soldiers, um, hoping Dude. that one day I could convince my parents to to let me get the Blackluster Soldier. I was coming up with my excuses on why to just buy one card. Yeah. Um, because you could go to the store and get the deck. Mm-hmm. So, like, the deck is obviously better, right? It has all the different stuff in it. But I just really loved Blackluster Soldier. 
And in the show, Yugi uses Black Luster Soldier against Pegasus. Oh, yeah. And then uh, later on, when they get put in the virtual world, he ends up, he gets Black Luster Soldier out, and and uh, Kaiba gets out Blue Eyes Ultimate. And then okay. Black Luster Soldier gets on top they of fuse Blue it Eyes. And they, yeah, they have Dude. Black Luster Soldier on top. And they use their power together to help them break out of... They fight like the five-headed dragon. I think it was five heads. Yeah. Or four heads. It has the different color heads. Uh, they use that to to fight and break out. Black Luster Soldier has just always been... I don't know. There's something about Black Luster that's so cool to me. Yeah. And I love him so much. I still love like Red Eyes Black Dragon mm-hmm. and uh, when you put Metal Morph on him. Yeah. I'm getting real deep in the role. Yeah. Right <laughs> just going back to no, my No, it's all good. Stuff. That's the point. But yeah, uh, yeah I, I never got to get him. And then when I went to college they released this box set okay for Yu-Gi-Oh okay. it's a, I, st- I have it in my room right now like it's, okay it's it's on my it's next to my bookshelf it's this big golden box it looks like a millennium box it has the millennium puzzle on it oh yeah and yeah stuff the inside that one. deck it has all of the god cards it has de- oh, it has three separate decks yeah they're all Yu-Gi decks uh, no, no, no. One of them is a Kaiba deck. It has Obelisk, the Tormentor. It has Slide for the Sky, Dragon, mm-hmm. uh, all that. And the actual reason I bought it was because it has Black Luster Soldier in it. <laughs> you son of a bitch. The, box, the whole box that has Black Luster Soldier in it. So I opened it up, and on top, so it has the three decks. On top of each deck is the, a different. Uh, it says Raw on one side. Uh, no, Raw in the middle, Obelisk on one side, and, and Slifer on the other. And I just I opened I took I opened them all up. I took them out. I took Black Luster Soldier out, and Black Luster Soldier is on the middle in the on top. Yeah. So that every time I open it, I can just look at Black Luster. Fuck yeah, dude. It took a long time, dude. But yeah, I finally once I grew up and had a job and everything. Yeah. I went out and made sure that I had my Black Luster. Dude, hell yes. Dude, I love that. That makes me so happy. Yeah, yeah. I remember the uh, for a bit I. My favorite card, it it changed because uh, uh, I didn't have. Uh, I was actually gatekeeped pretty hard from Yu Gi Oh when I was younger. Jeez, uh, bro. Yeah, no, really? I was. Uh, I I hated Yu Gi Oh for a long time because I wasn't. I got into it when I was too young, uh, and so then I tried to play with older kids, uh, and they ridiculed me because they didn't know anything. I was too young. Uh, and like I, I randomly kid just was like, I have a deck we can cut it in half and just like have a fun little thing for like, cause it was like a 20 minute recess. So he's like, we're just going to play this real quick. I was like, all right. So I, I didn't know what I was doing. So I just put a card down. They're like, no dude, you can't fucking just can't put a card down, but no one explained the rules to me. So I got really upset and I was like, what? Fuck this game. So I left and then I, I for too long, I, I didn't get to play it. So then I, um, a friend of mine, um, in like middle school started playing it again and I, I started kind of getting more into it. But at that point, so many cards had come out. I had to catch up so much. And so for the longest time I liked, uh, tune cards, tune cards were my favorite cause of the show. And, uh, it's funny that you said the fuse because a little fun thing that I don't know if anybody ever had this, but as a kid, I was very spoiled with the TV show because I was like, when you use, uh, polymerization, you get a brand new card. It they fuse together. They become a really cool kick ass card. And then I like that they the the dude will jump on the dragon and now it the card is a dude riding a dragon. In my head, you that could just do that happens. with anything? Yeah, like that in like, your head you could do that with anything? Yeah. And then in real life I was like, wait a minute, cards don't actually cards don't actually fuse, Dave, you dipshit. They just you just put them on top of each other and you're like, this is they're they're fused. 
You don't do that either. (laughs) That's that's also not how it works, Tate. Do you not know how polymerization works in (laughs) Yu-Gi-Oh? No, I got no. You don't just set the card on top of the card and then then think it works. It's (laughs) actual like a polymerized card has a purple border. No, 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 no. It's all right. So yeah, you put the you put that card in the sleeve with the other cards. So that way they're two cards in a sleeve. I know, I know how it works. You put it in your side (laughs) deck. (laughs) Oh, dude, what? (laughs) <laughs> but did you have any polymerized cards, <laughs> yeah. Dude, totally. What's funny is Tage just has ritual monsters. He I was gonna even say know. no. This is actually getting really, really sad when you find out what my deck is. Um, but the uh, to the point where I played tunes, uh, and then because a buddy of mine had so many, he was one of those kids who had like a deck for everything. He was, I was like, oh, I like Pegasus. He's like, I got a Pegasus deck. Whips it out. I was like, oh, great. Played it. He then kind of told me, he's like, I'm not going to lie to you. You are not a Pegasus player. I was like, what the fuck do you mean? How dare you? And he's like, you just, that's Dude, not. you just smack your face against walls. Yeah. You do See, not. So that's what he thought. He was like, he was like, you like to just do this stuff. So I'm going to give you a Kaiba deck because you like to just go all out. And I was like, all right, yeah, let's try it. And then he gave me a Kaiba deck and he was like, I'm pretty surprised here. You like to just go balls to the wall. But for some reason, you're very protective. And that is not. Kaiba he's like you need to just attack me you have dragons you have power attack me I don't and I was like but if I do you might hurt my dragons he's like okay Kaiba's not his alright he's like I need to find something else so eventually we we worked our way over to um, elemental heroes which that's the, way past my yeah. that's way above my so skill. the best part is now if anybody knows Yu-Gi-Oh is laughing right now that I did the polymerization the entire deck is about bringing out one card and then it even says, these are the cards you fuse with. The entire point of the deck is fusing to make more heroes. <laughs> so the fact that I don't know how to fuse just goes to show you my friend was very patient with me. He's just like, okay, so you put polymerization and then you set the card on the card. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, that would be... It'd be hilarious because me and you would play and I would watch you do that and my eyes would just get really big. Like, I've been out of the Yu-Gi-Oh game for a long time, but... I don't think that's how you fuse cards. <laughs> I just take advantage. I'm like, no, no, this is how you do it now. They changed it. It reckoned it. No, but and uh, then I'd say, how do you know what to, what to, its attack and defense are, and what what new abilities does it have? <laughs> I did the math in my head. Don't worry about it. That's definitely so- a lie. <laughs> <laughs> no, I do remember we, uh, my buddy and I would have phones. Not I, uh, not at the time. We'd have iPods uh, next to us, and we'd have the calculator app. So we would. Always, because Lord knows you're not going to keep in the middle of the fucking massive fight. You're like, wait a minute, hold on. That dude did this. This dude did this. How much life points do I have? I did this. Like, you're doing the whole you bit there. spoiled bastards. I had a piece of paper with a pencil. <laughs> I used to subtract. I used to just be like, okay, he had how much? And you did, okay, minus 800. Yeah, dude. What? Yeah, we had an iPod. Unbelievable, dude. We, just sit, <laughs> we would sit on a floor. My friends and I would sit on the floor. Yeah. And I'd make sure that there was something I could write on, and I would just do all the math for both of us. Dude, real quick, before I continue my story of my favorite card, what, did you ever do the, uh, uh, what is it, um, 20,000 20, for a normal game for health? I think it is. 20? No, no, it's 10,000, right? It's 12. I forget what the, what the exact uh, health, eight, right? It's 8,000. It depends on what you're playing, but yeah, usually I did four. Yeah, I've, I think it was. Uh, so then I uh, I remember there was one game we like played, and we got to the end of a life point, and I was like, "Guess I'm over." And he was just like, "You want to do more life points so we can continue to play?" Yes. All right, cool. Let's eight thousand. Move on. I we did that so much, <laughs> like just like let's just do the higher things so that we can have a really long game. Oh, okay. Cool. We used to do so. It was I always did four thousand. 
Okay. HP. Okay. And then we would just like ready up and do it again. We just play over and over and over yeah. and over again. We just like because his his deck took a bit to ramp. He did. He took Yugi's further. He went because he liked magicians. He needed to figure out his ramp better. Then yeah, did, he, sounds well, like he, a problem for him. <laughs> sounds like a problem with his deck. Uh, yeah. Well, he well no, see, I can't even say because he 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 spent a long time on his deck. He was in a very big thing, and he whooped my ass constantly. But there was things he wanted to do. It wasn't just like a win at any cost. He wanted to win with certain things. Like okay. he'd start the game and be like, "I want to beat Tage with this card." So that's what I'm doing in this this thing. But anyway, long story. My favorite deck, uh, my favorite card uh, was the Dancing Fairies. I got them right here. They uh, they didn't make any sense. They were adorable. Okay, what are, what is their ability? That's a, that looked uh, like an orange card. If they're in de- yeah, if they're in defense position, they uh, increase your life points by a thousand every turn. Yeah, they. What is their just, defense? Uh, a thousand. They're gonna get obliterated real fast. Okay, what is their summon cost? Like, what is what? Are, how many uh, stars are they? Four. Three, four. Yeah. Oh, so you have to you have to sacrifice yeah. for them. They took a bit to get out, and of course, you see that. And your your enemy's gonna fuck that thing into the dirt the fast it can as fast as it can. They're you're a thousand points. You can't let that thing get more than three turns tops. That's too much. So I it was a big thing. Like my my deck was not built around this at all. And I remember we're going through with the cards. We're picking out. We're making my deck. And I see this and I kept it to the side. It was always like that maybe pile. And it kept staying at the top of the maybe pile. And I'm going through it. I'm like I just love them. They're so cute because I do that and I can play longer. And he was like, Yeah, but that doesn't fit your deck. And I was like, All right, well. I don't give a shit. It doesn't fit my deck. It fits me, though. <laughs> yeah, dude, that's, that's yeah, Have you ever heard of the heart of the cards? <laughs> yeah, it's exactly what it is. Too. And so he he was a big Yugi fan, so he was all he's he was like, you know what? Put it in your deck. If you love the card, it will just be a part of your deck. And the amount of times that I I, I would have he even would uh, we'd go back and he'd be like, you actually could have killed me if you if you did any of the things like this, but instead you were really focused on bringing out your fairies. I was like, yeah, I I'm uh, they're here, they're there, and I had like Swords of Light, so. I wouldn't pull them out unless I had Swords of Light. So it'd be like, boom, Swords of Light. I'm going to have 3,000 points at the end of this. Dude, that's so predictable, though. I'd immediately <laughs> destroy you. I would yeah, immediately... I... It only worked like twice because he'd always be ready for me to have that at that point. But yeah, no, Dancing Fairies was a big was a big thing for me. I always loved that card. That and... Um, this is out of left field, but uh, that and Blue Eyes Ultimate. That one was a big one because he, uh, he... I liked playing the, <laughs> the, the cards. That's it, hilarious. It was just really pretty. There's just no way. This it's pretty hard to summon. It is. Oh, it's impossible. Yeah, I, I, I remember. I don't know if you ever, you ever play the two v twos. You ever do that one? No. That one was fun. That one. I guess we we looked up and it was a thing that you could do. So we tried it once, uh, and we had this kid, uh, one of the kids that are like, bully. <laughs> oh man. Tages, no, no, no. Okay. He, he Dude, was, I was the like, bully. Tages, you guys should have seen his face. He's like, we had this one, oh, this one kid, and his <laughs> face was like, ah, oh, just, just what a piece of garbage. Like, <laughs> no. That kid's, he's such a nerd. <laughs> no, he was, he was a cool kid, but when it came to like uh, nerdy stuff like MTG, uh, Yu-Gi-Oh, video games, if it came to that, he felt he was God. Uh, when it came to that stuff, like he was a god tier at that. He was like, "Oh my deck, you guys don't really. I play competitive, like you know." So, and we're like, "Okay, we just want to. Would you play with us?" He was like, "I guess." We're like, "All right, come on." You and then he loses. Yeah, he did. So uh, my buddy and I, we were, he was going through my deck because he's just looking at it because I was all proud of it before we fought, and we were going through his. Uh, and he was like, "Why do you have? Because I had elemental heroes, and then three blue eyes, a blue eyes ultimate, and a blue eyes shining." They didn't fit at all. They're not dragons. It's not a dragon deck, but I just had it. And he was like, why do you have the blue eyes if you don't have a dragon deck? I was like, because I like blue eyes. He's like, that doesn't make sense. That's a dumb deck. I was like, how dare you? I will kill you with blue eyes shining. He's like, sure you will. 
So we're playing it, and then we're playing 2v2. So then we realized in 2v2, uh, at least the one we looked up at the time, you can help another person summon if you sacrifice. So suddenly, Blue Eye Shining, you have another person helping you bring him out. And that was way easier. <laughs> so all of a sudden, I look at, I think one of my first draws, I have, uh, I have one of the elements to bring him out. And I remember sitting there looking at uh, my friend, uh, and I looked at him, and I, was, I just kind of show my hand a little bit like, dude, this is a possibility. He looked at it and just looks up at me and smirks and nods like, this is what we do now. And literally, I think we ended the game in like a couple of turns. We just, the, all we did was like, sacrifice this, find in my deck, bring him out, and Blue Eyes Shining is out now. He sit there looking at it like, I just shit talked that card for like 20 minutes. Yeah. Damn it. And I was like, this is what Heart of the Cards means. It's funny because a lot of that stuff now, yeah. I, was, I was watching people talk about Yu-Gi-Oh stuff. A lot of Blue Eyes Ultimate and things that we used to use a lot mm -hmm. is laughed at today. Oh, yeah, dude. Oh, it's, they call I've them, seen. They call them beat sticks. Dude. Now. So if something has no. a large attack pool yeah. Yeah. and defense pool but no abilities, yeah. there's like it's just a big beat stick. No. It doesn't, doesn't really do anything for you because there's so much power creep in, in Yu-Gi-Oh right now. Yeah. No, I've seen some of the, like, it blew my mind when we went to the, the shops and stuff and we would see the Yu-Gi-Oh cards because you and I popped over for a minute to look at some Yu-Gi-Oh because, you know, who who wouldn't? And so I was looking at them and, dude, the the boxes, I was like, how much text are they going to fit in these fucking things? They have to have a lot. So a dude. bunch of the stuff, if you if you look at the cards now, people who were big Blue Eyes fans back in the day, yeah, they still have a Blue Eyes type. I've So yeah. they have a bunch, new, a bunch of new Blue Eyes cards that still look in the vein of Blue Eyes that have those new abilities so you can keep your blue eyes or uh, red eyes type so mm -hmm. you can still play that red eyes that you loved so much it's just because of power creep they needed to, to instill new cards that are similar to what you love of course yeah so there's just a bunch of that kind of stuff still going on um, and it's crazy because it, it permeates through different generations uh, all different people and then we have these stories from when we were kids being with our friends yeah and it, it just makes me think about the the impact that just a person can have. Mm -hmm. So this man who tragically passed away, yeah. um, it was drowning. Um, I didn't read. Uh, yeah, read how he passed away. Yeah, that sucks. But um, this this guy had such an impact on so many people. Mm -hmm. Like the zeitgeist was during our generation. Yeah, and it continues through today. There's still children. There's still little kids who. Who are, who are asking their parents for these cards. Yeah. And me and you can look fondly back on the game that we played, which is so different today. Mm -hmm. But it's a testament to to him and it's a testament to the story and it's a testament to, to all of that, that it's still going. It's still strong and people still love it. Yeah. There's so many Yu-Gi-Oh shows, so many Yu-Gi-Oh movies. Mm -hmm. uh, when uh, one of the newer ones came out where they had the main characters from a bunch of the different oh yeah videos. all the all the universes met yeah people yeah. were stoked like oh, people dude, were stoked out of their the minds just because like we could go and see Yami yeah we could see Yugi and Yami and the younger kids could go and see the characters from the new <laughs> Yugi <laughs> dude yeah yeah and then and then even fun uh, like like and then um 
like uh, YouTube channels built off of it, like communities of like you know uh, people that play the games, people that talk about the new cards. Like there's there's YouTube channels of MTG Yu Gi Oh of just like their channel is opening up a new deck and finding out and looking at the stuff and like the, it's the experience that they're embellishing on of when we were younger, how great it felt of this one person's creation that he came up with this really cool card game or this this really cool idea that now just watching someone open a deck reminds us of how fun it was as a child to do that and like just the the power of that and then and then it, and even further it went into um like the abridged the abridged shows like how fun it was to watch like jokes over the the shows that we used to love and like watching the the fun, like even the the people doing the abridged stuff like have to know the content so well that they can make jokes on it and it's funnier if you know the show it's just it was a great time i i i love the the bridge series as well and like many other things Yu-Gi-Oh as a show you are what you what you learn from the media you ingest and and the people around you yeah watching Yu-Gi-Oh growing up it's a kid's show so I learned so much from it yeah learned about friendship like with everything else learned Mm -hmm. about loss Mm -hmm. learned about tragedy learned about difficulties in life uh, learned about perseverance Mm-hmm. All these different things. Uh, J- Joey was my favorite character, and and Joey is the dude who doesn't actually know what he's doing. But if you mess around with his sister, and he's gonna he's just gonna grab his deck. That, <laughs> that's kind of like what you were talking about, where he just tossed stuff in. He he yeah. he got red eyes from somebody. Mm-hmm. He got red eyes from from Rex. Yep. Um. In in that duel, he just tossed red eyes into his deck. Yeah, that also has baby dragon and time wizard, so that he can make elder dragon or whatever. It's called. I forget what the, the the uh, polymerization of baby dragon and time wizard is, but he just he he goes in and they're like, okay, so our duel it's going to be on a pier. Mm-hmm. Whoever loses gets can tossed into the ocean, <laughs> right? And then they take over they take over uh, uh, Joey's mind during oh. it, and the way that he gets he sees his sister. And he fights back against it. Oh, um, and he does everything for her. Like she, she can't see. She has to go to the hospital and everything. Oh, He's doing I remember so much that. For her. So all these different things that you learn from it, it, it molded us as people. Yeah. Um, and it, it might be different. We were talking. About, I was talking about it earlier, where it wasn't Yu-Gi-Oh as we know it today isn't necessarily what um, Takahashi was making. Yeah. But when they took that divergent path. And he created what he was, what it what it became. It did teach. I know me a lot, and I can only imagine that other people picked up those values also from the show. Yeah, there's oh in my brain forever is them all putting their hands together. Uh, oh, after and making Tia that marker the, thing. Yeah, did the smiley yeah. face in their hands as friends and. Yugi looking at that while he's in the fight, and Joey look at them looking at that, knowing that I'll 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 make it through this because they're right there. My friends are right there for me. That is cool. I totally forgot about that part. I love that part. Yeah, that and I remember um, uh, another big thing was uh, I guess it helped with my absolute love for villains gone good storylines. Um, Kaiba Kaiba was a big thing that I remember. Wasn't his brother hurt? Uh, and he was he was absolutely going balls to the wall against Pegasus, if I remember correctly. And yeah. then because his brother was hurt, and they were like, I think 
I think well, Kai was fighting for his brother. His brother was turned into like a vet. She got his like soul taken yeah. from him. Yeah, and then like they, I, if I remember correctly, like they were commenting like I think Kai was actually really fighting hard for his brother right now, and like Kaiba was, he's like I will fuck the creator of these this game right now because my brother needs me, and I was like, dude, yes, Kaiba's. Such a son of a bitch sometimes, but God, it's cool to watch him fight for someone he loves. Yeah. His little bro's the only person he has left. Like, he yeah. wasn't big on his dad. Yeah. Um, Kaiba is the the last person in Kaiba Corp. The other people around him are the people at his, uh, 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 the, the table, the big meetings up top. They're all the other big wigs with a ton of money. Yeah. And they all are trying to kick him out. Yeah. Because they don't think he knows what's best for corporation mm. so he has to fight back against them the whole time and his little brother he's literally the only person he has mm. so he'll do anything for and him Yugi just constantly keeps winning little son of a bitch sorry yeah uh, Yugi suck that's like the Goku mentality though I, I just don't like the ones that they they're always like you're the best one so you just win it is funny how different the actual game is in comparison to what happens in the show a lot oh like, yeah Jinzo in the show is unstoppable yeah uh, the the Oh, and then Karibo is not actually a god tier uh, fucking... You know, hey, you know. keep Karibo's name out your <laughs> mouth, dog. What? You keep Karibo's name out your fucking... Out your fucking mouth. I'm going to. <laughs> Dude, Karibo's still good. You can still play a Karibo deck. No. Yeah, you can. No, I think people still do. I think Karibo's yeah. still in people's tournament decks. Dude. Is there, like, different Karibos now? Yeah. Dude, that's funny. <laughs> Yeah, anyone who who's thinking about their old Yu-Gi-Oh decks, yeah, just think back on Pot of Greed. Did you have a Pot of Greed? I did. Pot of Greed is fully banned. Oh, I know that. I do know like, that. Like yeah. full ban. Yeah, they have multiple new types of Pot of Greeds. Yeah, that have similar but different uh, <laughs> abilities, <laughs> so that it's not just OP. Yeah, I think everyone everyone who's ever dabbled in Yu-Gi-Oh knows that face, the face of Pot of Greed. It's just the big, that is the exact, like, when you think of the term shit-eating grin, that's the Pot of Greed face. That's him, yeah. Yeah. 100%. Because that's the that's the face you have when you're pulling Pot of Greed. Yeah, you're like, you look at it and you're like, mm. yeah, <laughs> yes. yes. You start striking that face and, you're, and your opponent's like, son of a Gosh darn it. But they have three pot of greeds in their deck too. <laughs> you, <laughs> you, you weren't doing the face. You weren't, that'd be a hilarious video. Just pulls a pot of greed. The other guy pulls it. He's fucking pulls. It's just, it keeps going back and forth. Dude, someone looking at the fight like, what the fuck are they doing? You use a pot of greed to pull a pot of greed. <laughs> it just gets deeper and deeper as you go. <laughs> Yu-Gi-Oh-ception, It dude. becomes the thing. If you keep pulling that face, we'll get stuck like that forever. Oh, no. What a face to get stuck with. <laughs> Just walking around full stuck. Like, hard stuck in Pot of Greed. Dude. Yeah. The worst. Brute stun. You get stun-locked Pot of Greed? No. Oh, dude, the rest of your life is screwed. That's over. Yeah. Yeah. And then you find Mai. And she loves it. Mai. Mai Valentine. Oh, you son of a what, dude? I uh, wait. Was that the my? Was that the blonde? Yeah, bro. Dude. Joey's girl, bro. <laughs> my man. No, dude. I was. A, There's I not was a dark magician girl kind of guy. Him, uh, Joey, loving his all of us are dark magician kind of guys. <laughs> dark magician girl kind of guys. But uh, Joey having red eyes, black dragon, and yeah. 
being there for his sister and being a great friend aren't the only reasons why I love Joey. Yeah. Joey pulled the number one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not not only is she a knockout, but her account. deck is a knockout. Dude. All harpy ladies. Oh, that's right. Bro. I do remember. Wasn't she also wearing like an American bikini? Or am I thinking of someone else? Uh, are you thinking of Keith? <laughs> was that <laughs> was that him? No, he didn't wear an American bikini. He had a he had a he had an uh, American uh, bandana on. I don't oh. remember. I don't remember a bikini for my. I I, 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 I remember I, her corset I remember, like, though. Yeah. Oh, she had, so she had a corset and a leather jacket, right? Yeah. Okay. Was it leather? Or was design. it denim? I don't remember. I thought it was leather. But yeah, she had a nice, uh, nice little corset on. Yeah. She had super long hair. Yes, I do remember that. I remember. Yeah, because she was also like. <laughs> it was another one of those moments in anime where you're like, you know, you're used to watching. What's the name of the main character girl? The friend. Ty. Ty. You might. Or you're Tia, used to. Uh, sorry, sorry Tia. Tia. You were looking at Tia, and it, it, like that's just what you're used to. And then you see Mai, you're like, hold on. Yeah, you're like, what's going on now? <laughs> and she was mean in the beginning. Oh, dude. Well, she's always mean, actually. That's a bonus. Sundere. She no. Sundere's for Joey. Dude, the amount of times I see in like comments on YouTube, like, uh, like, the, like a, a character is introduced, people are just screaming like, "Please, for love, God, be a Sundere or a Yandere." And I'm like, damn, guys. Dude, I don't know how many people are screaming for a Yandere. Dude, the amount of time I saw a thing of, uh, I forget what anime. It was a trailer for a new anime this season coming out. And the entire comments was, for the love of God, please be a Yandere. I was like, Jesus, guys, guys. A Yandere? Yeah, I was like, you guys are jumping way to Yandere. Let's all calm down. I mean, I'm about Yandere's. I think that's like a thing of like the the office. Like a big thing of, um, if anyone's ever seen the the show The Office, a lot of people uh, love and enjoy Michael Scott. But I think if you had him as a boss, it's actually a fucking nightmare. I feel like it would not actually be fun because he's 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 fun to watch. But if he was actually your boss, he'd make your life a living hell. I feel like Yandere's are kind of like you enjoy, but they they're not. They would kill for you. Like they'd kill yeah. people well, around. These you. people aren't asking for their girlfriend to be a Yandere, right? They're just asking for the new character in the show to be a Yandere. No, like the comments were like, "I love Yandere's. I wish I I, I wish I had a Yandere with me. Like I I want a Yandere. Like I've, those are the comments I'm talking about." Like that, that want Andres in their life. And I was like, I don't think you actually do, though. I do. <laughs> you son of a bitch. <laughs> You're like, the dream. <laughs> dude, I get a Yandere. <laughs> don't bot agree me. Dude. <laughs> dude. <laughs> 100%. That's a visual joke. Sorry, guys. Yeah, dude. <laughs> we got to not do visual jokes on a podcast, dude. It's a visual joke, dude. Oh God, beautiful. But yeah, I just, uh, I, I just wanted to, to take t- a little bit of time out, um, to talk about, uh, just a, a man who, who created something so prevalent mm-hmm. in our culture, in our world. It, yeah. It's, it's way bigger than just anime. You don't have to be an anime fan to know Yu-Gi-Oh. You don't have to have ever watched any other anime to know Yu-Gi-Oh or have played Yu-Gi-Oh. Mm-hmm. So many kids in my elementary school, in my middle school, we'd play Yu-Gi-Oh. Kids you wouldn't expect um, to play Yu-Gi-Oh would be would would have fun with it. And I know that Yu-Gi-Oh it came back big in in a game, one of the online game recently. It did, yes. There's a big Yu-Gi-Oh that has been game resurging right now that people were playing. And uh, yeah, I just wanted to. I just wanted to devote a bit of an episode to him and um, it, and really Kazuki like and... his legacy too because i mean Yu-Gi-Oh itself i would say is his legacy yeah i mean it, it won't is... stop i mean he's it's his legacy yeah and 
it'd be cool if I, I don't know more of him outside of that. Yeah. It'd be cool to look more into him and know more about his life, his interests, um, so that he's not just the Yu-Gi-Oh guy. That's true. Because I do feel bad sometimes when it's good. I think it's nice and good to talk about somebody for what they meant to the world and to you. I don't necessarily always like it to be like, I loved this. Yeah. And and then we make it about ourselves. So what he did for for the world and for generations of people, hmm. not just me, but for multiple countries um, is awesome. Yeah. Because I believe great friendships were made between many, many people. There's so many tournaments. Mm-hmm. Um, people made livings because of him. Without him, a bunch of artists don't have the living they have That's because true. they did the art for for the cards. A bunch of people who create the game don't have the living they have. A bunch of people that work at Konami don't. A bunch of people that do the tournaments, they don't have the lives that they have. People who put on the tournaments don't have the lives that they have. Uh, this person created a piece of art that they loved and they wanted to make and that in turn changed the world damn um it, things don't necessarily need to be massive to change the world but Yu-Gi-Oh without Yu-Gi-Oh the world is a different place today for sure for sure a different place yeah um so yeah just wanted to this episode give a little shine toss some roses to Kazuki Takahashi uh, there's a song. There's Joyner Lucas has a song, and he talks about you should you should give the roses to the people that you think deserve it, because you never know when they're going to be gone. Yeah, and Justin's going to perform it for us right now. I'm not because it's about Will Smith. It oh, came out a while ago. Don't don't do that. Um, <laughs> Wait, I love that. That's why you're not going to perform it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I think the sentiment is yes wonderful. You give give the roses while they're still here. And it doesn't need to be a famous person. It can just be somebody in your life. Give them the roses. Um, you never know because this was just a complete accident for uh, for Kazuki. And I uh, wanted to give that to him. Talk a little bit about Yu-Gi-Oh! in commemoration because it's been like five days six days yeah since he passed yeah um and i mean i don't even i don't even know how to bring out an episode like this no i mean i mean just like with that beautiful little sentiment i think that's a good way to so, uh, good way to cap on it yeah kazuki takahashi thank you so much for everything you gave us everything you gave the world with yeah. uh with Yu-Gi-Oh, the lives that you changed the friendships you've made with it um, and with that, as always, we hope you guys have a great afternoon, morning, night, wherever you are. We'll see you next time. Bye.